0: See, what makes our life exciting as a believer is that God is taking us through some twists and some turns. And listen, you need to, just like you get up on that roller coaster, you throw your hands up. Come on, church. You need to throw your hands up when you're going through it. You need to throw your hands up. You need to worship God when you're going through it. Y'all hear what I'm saying, church? Because God is master of your life. He's ordering you. Listen to me. Church, he is taking you someplace. Oh, this is what I love about God. And, 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 the, and the only thing he asks us to do is stay faithful. Stay the course. Don't quit. Don't give up. As too many believers, man, they quit on God too quickly. Paul, I love the Apostle Paul, man. He gives us some incredible and amazing insight here. He says in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 and 8. He's says, from already being poured out as a drink offering, the time of my departure is at hand. Listen to what Paul is saying. Paul now realizes <laughs> Oh, y'all gotta get this. Help me, Holy Spirit. Paul now realizes that that, that that God had revealed to him that Paul's time was almost up. That Paul had been faithfully serving God and Serving the interests of God. And, 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 and Paul was building uh, all these churches and planting all of these churches. And, and he was just being faithful, doing what God has called him to do. And, and Paul got a revelation. He got a revelation that 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 his time was almost up. He says, my time, my departure is at hand but then you can, you can but I want you to hear the excitement in his voice. You can hear this. Now, mind you, Paul now is telling you he's getting ready, he's getting ready to pack it in. He's getting, he knows God has already told him you're getting ready to die, son. But, 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 but when you read the text, there's nothing here in the text that suggests that Paul was upset about it. Here's what Paul said. Now, watch this. This is the revelation. Some of you, you we read this verse, and we don't get it, but I want you to get it. He says, now, for I have fought the good fight. He said, now he realized, he said, man, listen, I mean no, I, I want to be able, I mean, you want that testimony when you know your time is almost up. You want to be able to look back over your life and say, boy, you know what? Ah, I fought a good fight. Not because you didn't get knocked down sometimes. Come on. Not because you didn't suffer some setbacks. Because we are, we have. All of us have been knocked down sometimes. All of us have suffered setbacks. But that's not what Paul is saying. Paul says, Man, I fought a good fight. You know why it was a good fight? Because I didn't quit. (laughs) I kept. What what he says, he said, I finished the race. Watch. I kept. Everybody say kept. He said, I kept the faith. See, I told you. See, what the enemy wants to do is he wants to overthrow your faith. See, he wants to get you and I living our life when we're not believing God. How many know it's it's a bad place to be as a believer when you stop believing in God? Paul said, man, I'm going to tell you something. As I go back over my life and I look at all the stuff that I've gone through and all the... And I'm going to show you here in a moment what Paul went through. But, but when Paul says he looked back over all of that, Paul says, you know, I, I, he said, I'm happy. He said, I fought a good fight. I kept I didn't quit. I kept the faith. Boy, you'd never found me at a place where I won't believe in God. Sometimes we go through trials and tribulations. You know how some folk are, man. And you see them for a while, man. As soon as the pressures of life come, all of a sudden you don't see them anymore. You don't see them anymore, man. It's almost like they're like throwing up the towel. But but, but that's what the enemy wants you to do. And you can't do that. Because I want you to understand, church, that trials are par for the course. Are y'all hearing me? Let me say that again. Trials are par for the course. Trials is what God uses to perfect us. Trials is what God uses to make you and I great. Trials is what God uses to catapult us toward our destiny. Are y'all hearing me this morning, Church? Paul says, "Man, I fought a good fight. I overcame the resistance. I overcame the setbacks. I overcame the tears and the pain." How many of you know what I'm talking about? Paul said, when it was all said and done, man, I looked back over my life. I didn't walk away from God. Is anybody here got, got that testimony this morning? I didn't walk away from. Oh, yeah, it got hard. I wanted to quit. And Anybody ever felt like it? I felt like it. I, won, I thought about it. But Paul said, man, I didn't do it. He said, because I realized that this got I me mean, you know that the Bible says you already won. Oh, watch this. The Bible says we're already over. You're, no, no, no. The Bible didn't call you an overcomer. You know, the scripture never call you an overcomer. He says, you're more. <laughs> he says, you're more than an overcomer. Watch this. Jesus says, he said, look, in this world, you have trials, tribulation. But what? Be happy. Be of good cheer. Why? Because I've overcome it. it, it watch this. So watch this. So church, here's what he's really saying. In essence, you've already won. See, this is why God don't trip when you're going, oh, y'all, mm, I feel like jumping. This is why God don't trip when y'all going, when, see, when we start crying and boo oh, God, this is so hard. This is why God ain't tripping because he already see that the, for all the pain you went through, he see the joy you're going to get when you finally come to your place of destiny and purpose. He see the joy. And so he, that's what that's why he, how can God let me go through this? Because he's looking at you on this side and he knows, boy, you're going to really kick it high. See, 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 how many know that folks that have been, listen, folks who have been forgiven a lot, they worship God a whole lot more. You ever notice that? Yeah, but boy, but but when you know where you are and where God brought you out of, it'll make you cry. Come on. It'll make you jump up high. And people look at you like, what's wrong with you? You have no idea. But for all I've been through with God, I'm going to give him the praise today. Paul said, man, I overcame it all. I, I didn't quit, but I stayed faithful. I wasn't perfect, but you know what? You never found me at a place where I said, there's nowhere in all that Paul went through that Paul says, I quit. And you notice that? Watch this. I'm going to show you. I'm going to give you a couple examples. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter number 11, verse 22 and 20, down to 28. Let me read you a couple of verses about Paul. This is amazing. 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 22 to 28. Paul goes on, I'm going to jump down to, actually I'm going to jump down um, to um, verse 23. He says, are they ministers of Christ? This is 2 Corinthians chapter 11. He said, I speak as a fool, I am more. In labors, more abundant. Now y'all, are y'all with me, say amen. Now watch this. He said, in stripes, above measure. In other, in other words, y'all want to know what that means? I've been beat up a lot. <laughs> in prisons, more frequently. How many prisons has anybody here been in? Uh, let me just look around. I ain't seen nobody. He's in prison more frequently, in death, often. From the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes minus one. (laughs) Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I've been in the deep. In other words, in the middle of the sea. Don't even know how he's going to make it out. Caught up. And journeys often. And dangers of waters, dangers of robbers. Danger of my own countrymen, his own people. Has anybody ever had your own people hurt you? Come on. And dangers of the Gentiles and dangers in the city, dangers in the wilderness, dangers in the sea, danger among fake brethren. I call them fake brethren and weariness and toil and sleeplessness often and hunger and thirst and fasting often and cold and nakedness, besides other things. Wait a minute, other things? <laughs> okay, y'all get that? He, Paul is say, look, everything we just named, he said, besides the other things. So there's some stuff he went through he ain't even telling you about. Besides other things, what comes upon me that did de- my daily concern for all the churches. Wow. Now I look at that one and, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, how many of how you read that, that particular text and you think to yourself, praise God. <laughs> My situation ain't as bad as I thought it was. Because <laughs> how many know somebody's situation always worse? But what I want you to understand is, that, is watch this. Paul went through this, serving God. Oh, yeah, now I don't want to hear this. Doing the will of God. Doing exactly what God. Paul, I want you to be a witness to the Gentiles. Planning churches all over. Paul was faithfully serving God, and yet God took him through all that. And in none of that are we read, do we read where Paul says, um, this is too much for me. No, in fact, church, you see the opposite. Look what Paul says. Look at uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7 and 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Listen to this. Paul says, but well, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Come on. We have this. How many know that the gospel is treasure? Come on, how many know that they got, Paul said, we got this treasure, this truth in earth and vessels. That the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. But look what he says. Paul says, here's his attitude. We are hard pressed on every side. But I ain't crushed, baby. <laughs> he says, yes, we're perplexed. Sometimes I'm confused. I don't have all the answers. I don't know. It anybody ever been confused. You don't know. You don't have all the answers. You don't know. Paul said, yeah, I've been perplexed. But you know what? I ain't despairing. In other words, I ain't in depression. I ain't quitting. I ain't giving up. He said, I've been persecuted. Man, there have been times when people have messed with me so much that they tried to kill me. But he said, you know what? But I ain't forsaking God. is still with me. He said, brother, I've been knocked down on my butt, struck down, but not destroyed. Always Caring about in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in my body. Paul says, all I want to do is make sure that God get all the glory in whatever it is I go through. Now, why was Paul's attitude this way? Because it goes back to what I said earlier. And you, you and I got to understand this. You're already a winner. If you don't believe it, flip the book back in, in the revelation and it tells you that you won. This is just a story. This is just your process toward glory. Y'all hear what I'm saying? you've already won. So Paul was like, I've already won. So all I got to do is, I just got to stay faithful. See, I just can't quit. I I just got to stay and do what God called me to do. And I'll be all right. Now, why why didn't Paul quit? Look what he said. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. He said, therefore, church, this is why Paul didn't quit. This is why your pastor don't quit. This is why you don't quit. Since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we don't lose heart. (laughs) There it is right there, church. Oh, come on. How do you believe that God got a call in your life? How do you believe he's directing your steps? Paul said, brother, Paul said, because we have this ministry, because I've been called or because I got an assignment on my life. Because how many know that the Bible says in Jeremiah that He has a plan for you to prosper you and to do you good in the life? How many you know? How many you believe that? Paul says, "Therefore, since I have this ministry, he says, as we have received mercy." In other words, how many know? As I said earlier, we said this in our worship time. It's an honor to serve God. It's a privilege to come into the house of God. It's an honor for you to come in this church and set up lights and set up the screen. And, and, and even, even Abigail said this morning, Pastor, is it perfect? Because she wanted it to be perfect. She put up the screen. She wanted it to be perfect. Is it perfect? She wanted it to be. It's, I mean, it's an honor to serve God. Paul says, as we have received mercy. In other words, listen, none of us are perfect, but we are what we are by the grace of God, don't we? And Paul said, man, God didn't have to call me. Come on, church. God didn't have to use me. God didn't have to snatch me from the jaws of hell. God could have left me wretched, poor, destitute, right where I was. He could have left me alone, but I got mercy. Has anybody in here got some mercy? God called me, God was merciful, not because I deserved it. If anybody asked him, and people ask me, why did God, I have no idea why he chose me. I don't have a clue. I've been trying to rack my brain, trying to, ain't no, because he's a good God. That's all. You're left, at the end of the day, all you're left to say is, oh, he's a good God, and he's a merciful God. Amen. Paul said, man, because by his mercy, and his grace, he called me, he says, as a, as a consequence of that, He says, I don't lose heart. I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to keep fighting the good fight of faith. I'm going to stay in this thing because he called me. And in fact, you know what's amazing? Paul called all the trials that he went through. (laughs) You know all the stuff I just read? There was some of the stuff because he didn't tell you everything. There was some of the stuff he went through. You know, knocking out this misnomer that, Some Christians have men, if you serve God perfectly, do you never have a trial or you won't go? I mean, you know, some people say stupid. They give the, they imply that if you do everything right, then everything is going to go right. That it's going to be perfect. And and there's no truth to that. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Perfection is not going to happen on this side of glory. We're we're, we're being perfected. Paul calls the trials and afflictions, First Lady, that he went through, he calls them momentary light afflictions. He's what we thought about. You know know the stuff I just read in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 earlier about all that stuff? Did anybody look at that and call it light? Being beaten up with rods, being left going to jail all the time, being in prison, stuck in the you know in the middle of the sea and hungry, no food, tired. Does anybody call that light? No. no, Last time I checked, everybody in here looked fat, happy, and good. (laughs) Your covers are full. Hallelujah. You do it all right. Yeah, look, but Paul went through all of that and Paul says, you know what, but they're momentary light afflictions. <laughs> for our light affliction, this is 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 17 and 18. said, for our light affliction which is, for, but for a moment is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at things which are seen, but we look at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. See, here's what you got to do. See, one of the reasons why people quit sometimes and they give up on God or they start walking by faith as they should is because they're not looking at life and approaching life from a perspective of eternity. You see? See, when you get locked up and you you just think that life is all about paying your bills, uh, shopping at the mall, playing sports, you know, if you think that's what your life is all about, then you miss it. See, because then when that stuff gets disturbed, oh, God, wait a minute, it ain't about, it wasn't, it never about that, That just, that's like, that's just part of God's goodness that he allow you to have, but how do you know what God is doing in us is greater than the things of this world? So you got to approach life from an eternal perspective. See, when you look at life and you approach it from eternity, man, it makes this problem just a little bit more easier because I know, because what makes people depressed and want to commit suicide? hopelessness. They don't have it. No reason to live. How many ever heard that? Because they have no eternal what? Perspective. But you ought to know better. You walk in like, you, uh, no Christian should ever walk around and say I got no hope. You should be oozing with hope. Because <laughs> you already won. Your story has already been told. It's a, you, we just, you're just living it out. That's, that's how, you're just living this thing out. But well, we got to understand. And so Paul says, Paul says, why are they light affliction? Watch this. Paul saw that what God was preparing for him for him and us for all that glory that we're going to experience. He compared what he's going through with what God has prepared for us. And he says, oh, that's a light thing. It ain't nothing. Look at the neighbor and say, I can do this. <laughs> I can do this. I can. You can do it. It's easy. You can do this thing. I love one of the things I love about God God calls us to be faithful because he's faithful to us. I believe God is faithful? The Bible says in Philippians 1.6, being confident of this very thing. He who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Our God ain't no slouch. He said he, he said being confident. So you got to be confident, church. That, that whatever it is that you're going through in this life, whatever problem, whatever pain, whatever heartache, whatever difficulty, whatever struggle, whatever it is, got to be confident that what God started in me, God's going to finish. <laughs> yeah, see, you've you got to know that. You gotta, see, you can't even blink on that. you got to believe that, man, you know what, what God started in my life, he's going to finish it. Well, how is he going to do it? I don't know how. Listen, I don't know why. But I know that what he said in his word, what he started, he's going to complete it. That's what God does. God, listen, God is not a God that brings us to the point of birth and he don't deliver. Come on, church. God is faithful. Faithful is he that calleth you and he'll do it. Y'all hear what I'm saying, church? God is the, uh, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, that, that we're to look unto Jesus. Why? Because he's the author and the finisher. Of our faith, he is not you. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. God got your back. Make the neighbor say, "God got your back." God got your back. You got to understand, he's faithful. He said, "I will never leave you nor forsake you." And listen, it ain't about how you feel. It's about faith. Your feelings, <laughs> your feelings are just that—feelings. But your feelings, listen, when your feelings intersect faith, faith ought to win every time. Faith dominates. Let faith override your feelings. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying, church? Let faith, are, and then I love this verse, Romans eight twenty-eight. It talks about, he says, and God causes, one of the best verses in all the Bible, because I don't know how God does it. And if anybody tell you they know how God do it, they'd be lying to you. The Bible says that God causes all things. All things, meaning the good, the bad. Well, Pastor, I don't know. How can God get any good out of this? I mean, God, this was a, you know, how, how I just lost somebody who was very close to me. God, I mean, I, I've been struggling to make it and survive. And, and, God, I've been having this sickness in my, God, I don't want to, how? I've been having all these problems, emotional, I've been having, I mean, you know, my spouse mistreated me or walked out on me. How, God, How? This is what God does. The Bible says, watch this. I want you to think about your problems. I want you to get it. All right. If anybody here got some problems, some issues that you're dealing with, raise your hand. And now watch this. Let's put them in context. God says he causes all your problems, all the bad, the good, everything you go through, God's going to flip it. Everybody say flip it. Flip it. He's going to flip it for your good. All this stuff you're going through, somehow, when, you, when the sum total of it when, it, when the story ends, God will have flipped that thing for your good. How many of you have experienced some things like that? Where God has worked in your life, man. And boy, and it was bad when you was going through it. I mean, it hurt. It was hard. But then you look back and all of a sudden God made a way out of no way and God flipped that thing. And you found out, man, he, man this is actually for my good. How many you know God is for you? He is for you. And that's the best part about our faith. And I'm getting ready to wrap this thing up. I want to leave you with this thought. And everything I just said, this is important. Because this is why you got to stay faithful. As I said before, God is pulling the strings. But you got to keep believing. You got to keep believing, church. You know, the Bible says that in Hebrews eleven six that without faith, it's impossible to please God. See, we always get in trouble when we we don't believe. So you got to keep believing. Look at the name and say, keep believing. You got to keep you got to keep believing. Journey had a song, one of my favorite songs. When I was in high school. Don't stop believing. You know, it's, it's an amazing song. It's still very popular till this day. But don't stop believing in God. The Bible says, for an example, in Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And don't lean on your own understanding. You ain't going to, listen, here's, here's what he's trying to say. You, you, sometimes you're not going to have the answers. Sometimes you're not going to figure out. There are going to be moments God's going to leave you hanging in the sense that he's not going to reveal to you what he's doing. Those are going to be those moments where you're going to be asked and God's going to, and God's going to seem silent because at that moment he's saying, I want you to chill out. I got this. So he says, here's the call. He says, now I want you to trust me with all your heart. Well, God, are you going to do this thing? How do you, know, how do you believe God knows what he's doing? <laughs> God knows what he's doing. I know sometimes we feel like, has anybody here ever felt like they know a little bit more better than God? Anybody? <laughs> like, God, if it was me, God, <laughs> it was me. I, I'd have probably did it this way, God. I mean, this is as far as I can see. Yeah, but see, that's why he said don't lean on your own understanding because you can't see. You don't understand what God is doing. You don't understand him. You don't understand her. You don't understand them. You got to trust God. How many know we got to walk by faith and not by sight? That's what we do. David in Psalms, Psalms 27 verse 13, a wonderful verse. David said this. I have, he said, I would have lost heart Unless I believe that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. David said, in other words, I would have gave up. What kept David? David went through a lot as a king. He says, man, I would have quit. I would have given up. But you know what? I believe that I would see God's goodness. Anybody believe they would see God's goodness? That's why you keep fighting, right? That's why you don't quit. You believe that no matter how bad it gets, Goodness and mercy is going to follow me, Gene, all the days of my life. No matter how bad it gets, Walter, goodness and mercy is going to follow me all the days of my life. Are y'all hearing that? Goodness and mercy, it doesn't matter. David said, I would have quit. I would have given up. But you know what? I just kept thinking, at some point, goodness and mercy going to chase me down. <laughs> oh, right. every time I turn around, man, sometimes goodness and mercy might be a little bit far back there. But if you keep looking back, sooner or later it will catch up to you. Having no goodness and mercy gonna track you down. And one day you're gonna look up and go, oh, good, good God, he, he caught me, he arrested me. You were way back there, goodness and mercy, but somehow, yeah. goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. So having done all to stand, keep standing. Well, you don't know what else to do. Well, Pastor, I don't know what else to do. Keep doing what you know to do. Take one foot. And you just put it in front and you keep going. See, one of the things you can learn that you can learn from me, and I'm not a perfect man, but one of the things that I've learned to do over the years, and I learned this young in my Christian walk with God, is that sometimes when, when you don't have the answers, when you don't know what the next step is, just take the next step. When you don't know where the next step is going to lead you, just keep on walking. See, what I've learned is I just don't, don't sit idle. Because idleness, see, when I get idle, that means I'm not not walking by faith. There's a reason why the Bible says we walk. Y'all get the picture? We walk by faith. You get it? There's a reason why the Bible says walk. Because, in other words, the idea is you got to keep moving. You remember the children of Israel were coming up against that Red Sea, and they saw that big Red Sea, and they saw Pharaoh behind them? And 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 the Lord said, "Why do people why do people crying to me? Tell them keep going. Well, that's a big old. <laughs> why are we gonna get? Just keep walking. Have me you know that as we keep walking, God opened doors for us. Are y'all hear me? It's hard. It's hard. I don't know what it's saying, but you just keep going. Just keep going. And all of a sudden, when you walk, not sit by faith. We what? Walk. See, that's a revelation for some of you right there. We don't. Sit by faith. We walk by faith. The idea is just keep going. Pastor, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. Pastor, what are we going to do, Pastor? I don't know, but we're going to keep what? See, I've learned to do that. When, it gets, when, it, when it's at your hardest moment, moment, even if you're in pain and if you're in tears, sometimes you have to cry, sometimes you have to crawl. Sometimes you're going to be on your knees, but you just need to keep what? going, Keep walking. Keep going. That's all. You, I don't know what else to do. Keep going. Keep standing. Keep walking. And have me you know God's going to give you the breakthrough. Stay on course in Jesus' name. Amen. If you receive that word, give Jesus a hand clap for praise. Amen. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed.